Hello and welcome to day 16 of the Oregon Senate walkout. If you've been here since the beginning, you've heard this 16 times. Sorry about that. For those of you who are new, this is the summary of the last 16 days. On May 3rd, Republican state senators in Oregon started their walkout. When I say walkout, I don't mean they walked out of the building. I mean they didn't show up to work. I don't think it should really be called a walkout. That implies walking out. Oregon is one of a handful of states that needs a supermajority for a quorum. And in the House, there are 30 members. There are 17 Democrats, three short of a supermajority. Each day, literally two Republicans show up, so they are one short of having a quorum. How fun. Most states, it's a simple majority. And I hope when Oregon gets that supermajority, that bill is introduced or put in a measure to voters. Anyway, the reason they walked out was, quote, the readability of certain bills. In 1979, a law was put on the books that all bill summaries have to be at eighth grade reading level. You'll be so shocked to know that never happens. Not with Republican bills, not with Democratic bills, not with bipartisan bills, but that was their excuse. It's the readability of two separate bills. One is a bill that would raise the age from 18 to 21 for buying semi-automatic, and the other one is about trans healthcare and abortion, making it so that anyone 14 or older can get an abortion without parental consent and making it easier for trans people to get health insurance. But yeah, it's about readability. Thing is, this isn't new. Republicans have been using this tactic since 2019. So except for certain things, Oregon Senate has pretty much been at a standstill for like five years. Majority of voters were fed up. In November, they voted to add a constitutional amendment that when you are absent, unexcused for 10 days, you cannot run for the next term. Or you can run and win, but you can't be seated. 10 days passed for all of them last Thursday. So there's now one independent and nine Republicans who can't run for their next term. Why does this summary keep getting longer and longer every time I tell it? It's supposed to keep getting shorter, but I keep adding more detail. Anyway, today's update is that there was a protest in Bend, Oregon against the walkout on one side of the street for the walkout on the other. The coolest thing is that the woman who ran in 2020 against minority leader Tim Knope, who's state senator for Bend, Oregon, she was there. This reporting is from Central Oregon Daily. Get back to work! Protesters flocking to downtown Bend, holding signs and giving speeches at Peace Corner in Bend. I think if democracy is going to work, we got to show up, even when things are happening that we don't like. They bypassed a whole bunch of pieces of the process to get it quickly placed on the floor and voted on so that it would pass. That is what our Republican senators are standing up against. Senator Tim Canope and nine other senators reached 10 unexcused absences from the Senate floor. Under Measure 113, legislatures with 10 unexcused absences are prevented from serving again after their current term finishes. We believe the people of Oregon are with us and we're willing to risk the penalty if necessary. On one side of the street, people against the Senate walkout, like Eileen Keeley, who ran against Canope in 2020. He's boosting his uh, name recognition statewide at the expense of the needs of Oregonians. We have important needs here. It's not just HB 2002 or SJR 33 that he's protesting against. On the other side, those in support of the walkout, like Dr. David Kooten, who says he's a retired pediatrician. He stands against House Bill 2002, which deals with reproductive rights and gender-affirming care. It's a bill Republicans have also opposed, walking out ahead of the final vote. I would state categorically, this is the absolute worst bill that I have seen in my whole career. I cannot believe that the state believes that they own our children. Senate Republicans and independents reaffirm they will return to work the morning of June 25th, the very last day of the legislative session. Knope said as many as 150 bills could get passed in one day under this procedure. 
it's, it's hard to predict what will actually uh, pass and what will actually happen. It's just my hope that uh, people can come together. And I, I think the governor is interested in trying to bring people together. And I truly hope that uh, we're all successful in that effort. On the other side, Keeley, not so optimistic. If they show up for one day, they are not doing the work of the people. We don't get to pick and choose the issues that face Oregon. We deal with the issues that are before us. And by running away, all of these important issues that matter to Central Oregonians are dying. Steelhaugen, Central Oregon Daily News. Because his big donors don't seem to be jumping on this one. But he's raising money to defy the constitutional amendments that we passed in the shoots County. Eileen Keeley. I don't know if she's going to run again, but now that I'm giving her some national name recognition, I hope she does. As always, I will keep you posted and see you back here tomorrow on day 17. Shortcast Club.